Hello, people. We're back at you with a new Joshua Kramer's Midnight Mysteries Patreon episode. It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Uh, we're, we're doing it just for the fun of it, just for you Patreon listeners, not because I'm trying to experiment with a new program or anything. Uh, this is just for you. Uh, so this week, we're going to be reading uh, a couple of stories. First of all, we're going to start with Beware the Earth is Dangerous by Joshua Kramer. A lot of the times, you know, like uh, Beware the Evil Santa Claus or uh, My Homework Assignment Tried to Kill Me or, or something like that, you kind of get an idea of what the story is going to be. Uh, but this one, I don't know. Alex, do you have any thoughts what this, this story is going to be? Um, Somebody tells me that it's going to be about the Earth and it's going to be dangerous. Okay, that's pretty clever. That's actually really funny. But I was hoping you might like, uh, do you think it's aliens? Do you think it's monsters? What do you think? Uh, I think it's Earth and it's very dangerous. Okay. And uh, you, you might want to just speak right up and, uh, you know, talk talk loud and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and joining us, we have uh, my my two co-hosts from uh, the official The Orville podcast, uh, Miranda. Welcome to the show. Hi, um, do I say Alex Arbor Day on this show? <laughs> you can if you want. Okay, Alex Arbor Day, everybody. <laughs> okay. And we've also got Kevin as well. Yeah, thanks for uh, dropping the doctor, too. Uh, that's only on the Orville, but I'll still say Alex Arbor Day as well. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't call you Dr. Kevin O'Brien, but it's a little more loose on this episode than mm-hmm. on uh, the officially Orville podcast. Uh, so I think it's just time for us to get started. We're each going to take a turn uh, reading one of these chapters. The chapters are fairly short, so you won't have time to get sick of any of us. So here we go. Beware the Earth is Dangerous by Joshua Kramer. Chapter 1. One morning, two kids moved to Washington, D.C. One kid is a boy, and the other kid is a girl. The boy's name is Freddy, and the girl's name is Sarah. Freddy always wished something spooky would happen to the Earth. Sarah was always afraid of spooky things. She always wished that there was no such thing as spooky things. (laughs) Uh, Freddy and Sarah never... Okay, Freddy and Sarah never knew that their wishes were going to come true. Hmm. How do both of them come true at once? Yeah, that doesn't... I don't know. I think we're going to find out. Yeah, I guess something spooky is going to happen, but then afterwards there's going to be no more such thing as spooky things. This is a major spoiler. (laughs) <laughs> it would be kind of spooky if every spooky thing on Earth disappeared suddenly. Yeah, that's true. That would be spooky in itself, you're right. Yeah, no spooky things are spooky, yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead with chapter two. Okay. One night, Freddy and Sarah both looked out at the same time. They were looking at the very same star. Freddy oh. and Sarah were both in different rooms. Freddy and Sarah's room were both next door to each other. As Freddy was looking out the window, he said, I wish that every day, whatever happened, the whole earth would be spooky and look dangerous starting tomorrow. Then, back in Sarah's room, when Sarah was looking out the window, she said, I wish that spooky wasn't a word, and I wish that every day, whatever happened, nothing will be spooky at all starting tomorrow. After Freddy and Sarah left the window sill, the star they were looking at blinked as if Freddy and Sarah's wishes would come true. Okay. So when he says that they're both looking at the same star, you know, that seems a little impressive, like if they're on different parts of the world or something. But then when you find out they're like in the same house (laughs) in rooms next to each other, it's not as big of a deal. Still millions and millions of stars in the sky all at once. It's true. There's trillions, even billions. Um, I was interested that uh, one morning two kids moved to Washington, D.C. That's how it starts. So I was just one yeah. morning, just these two kids just packed it up and said, we're going to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I don't know. And they had money. For, they had a money for an they for this apartments like next to each other or uh, the same. They share an apartment. Maybe it's a duplex or something. I'm not sure. But uh, that could uh, be that would make sense. Maybe it's just like a boarding house for kids. That would make sense why they're in the same. Oh, OK, this is a nice telling each other. It does make it seem as though Sarah doesn't really mind spooky stuff. She just doesn't like the word spooky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish that spooky wasn't a word. It's a it's a really different wish from I wish that all spooky things were erased from the world. 
Yeah, and she asks for it tomorrow. She's like, starting tomorrow. <laughs> She's like, I don't want Maybe tonight something could be spooky, but tomorrow we're, we're doing for sure no more spooky things. The next morning, Freddy was awakened by a shaking noise. Then all of a sudden, the whole world started to shake. Freddy went to Sarah's room to wake her up, but she wasn't there. So Freddy went out to tell his mom and dad about the whole world shaking, but they were gone too. Then all of a sudden, Sarah was awakened by a roster. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah was in another world. So Sarah got her wish, a very pleasant wish. Back in Freddy's world, there was red lightning, red clouds, and volcanoes. Freddy's world was just like Venus. <laughs> and Sarah's world is like on Earth, only in the countryside. <laughs> Freddy went back into his house, then all of a sudden, a big giant 100,000 foot wave of motion lava swept right over the roof of Freddy's house. Oh, motion lava? No, motion lava. Still lava is like barely even dangerous, but motion lava will, like, you know, just a, especially I mean, at 100,000 feet. 100,000 feet, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Freddy is done for. <laughs> I'm sure chapter five or chapter four is just gonna be Freddy is dead now. <laughs> I was surprised that that went over Freddy's house though. He's got the world's tallest house. We know that. Um. <laughs> that is surprising. Yeah. I w- w- one thing that I want to say it says that Freddy's Sarah Sarah went to a different world. Freddy stayed on Earth, but Sarah's world is exactly like Earth. And Freddy's world is like Venus, so well, why well, why wouldn't it be Freddy went to another world? Sounds like Freddy went to another world and Sarah stayed on Earth. It sounds like Freddy went to Venus, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I think like Sarah, um, she you know the the odds are that there are uh, other worlds like ours, so maybe Sarah just went to one of those worlds. She got lucky. With the rosters and, on it. She, yeah, with rosters. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy stood there in horror as the big wave of motion lava swept over his house. Then all of a sudden, Freddy's house disappeared into a big cave of lava. And Freddy pointed himself to the window and fell out that way. Oh no, Freddy falling into a big great lake of motion lava. People call that lake Venus's Great Lava Lake. And that lake is about twice as big as a Lake Michigan. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the lake is so big. <laughs> That's Venus's really, great. Really lava. sounds more and more like like Freddy's on Venus. <laughs> like, yeah. it seems like his house was just teleported to Venus. Yeah. They call that lake. There was somebody there. Somehow the uh, what's this guy's name? Joshua. Somebody told him. People call that lake. See that lake over there? That's Venus's great lava lake. Like, he had that conversation with somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's local. Like it's a local thing, you know? Like, the people on Venus call that. Uh, Venus is great. Lava. It's a tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my turn. And I did go through and make sure I got all the shortest uh, chapters. <laughs> because I don't like to read that much. But here we go. Chapter 5. Freddy kept falling into the Great Lake of Motion Lava. Freddy had to think of a plan and fast. So he started to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> but before he could but before he could, he hit the solid lava with a hard thud. Freddy was doomed. There's no way he survives this. Nope. Okay, Alex, Sorry. chapter six. Well no, we didn't talk sure. about that really. We didn't talk about what? The chapter five. Well, I mean it was like three sentences. So. <laughs> <laughs> well he didn't he didn't think of a plan. Yeah. He had to, and he started. But before he could, yeah. I think yeah. that's gonna come back. I think it's. I think he's gonna finish thinking of the plan later. Mm. All right. Disagree. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll find out soon enough. Freddy looked down at the hard lava real fast, but it was on hard hot lava. Freddy's landing made it seem hot, but now it was very cool. <laughs> Freddy had landed on a big room-sized chunk of hard lava. That rock must have cooled uh, off by now. Freddy thought, so Freddy picked up a large long rock stick to paddle the chunk of hard rock of hard of wait a second so Freddy picked up a big <laughs> long rock stick to paddle the chunk of hard of cool lava to shore but Freddy couldn't see any shore the lake was so big Freddy would never find his way back to shore because he didn't have any radars to tell him where he is and which way to go so he can get back to shore 
It looked as if Freddy was out in the ocean. Freddy was lost in Venus's great lake, great lava lake forever. Oh um, no! <laughs> to me, yeah, that sounds you're... like the end. It says he's yeah. just lost there forever. <laughs> Plus, I don't think um, lava makes sticks. <laughs> it's a rock well, stick. Depends. He had a other. big long rock stick. He got lucky, I think. <laughs> Plus, he got really he lucky. Could be able to paddle something that big. Plus, lava's very thick. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly what was going on here. Is he? Oh, cause he's on a hard lava that's cool, and he's, he's paddling on hot yeah, on, on more cool lava. Is he on the hot lava? He's no, he's on he's on a big chunk of hard cool lava, and he's in like a flowing uh, ocean oh, or he's lake. Like, kind of like Venus's both. great lava lake. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it also says he's out in the ocean. And it is motion yeah. lava, so yeah. maybe it's helping him move. Yeah. True. Pretty soon it was nighttime, and Freddy fell asleep on the room-sized big <laughs> chunk of hard, cool lava. The next morning, Freddy was only one mile from shore because Freddy could see the shore, and he could tell that he was one mile away. Then, all of a sudden, red rain clouds pushed together over Freddy, and red lightning struck down at Freddy. The whole sky was filled with red rain clouds. The sky had so many rain clouds in it. The wait. The sky had so many rain clouds in it looked as if the color of the whole sky was red. Then suddenly it started to rain lava. Oh no! <laughs> Man, this kid is having a bad day. This was Freddy's wish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I kind of feel like he should be used to the lava by now. Like, if it's raining lava, I guess that sucks, but it's just more lava. He's been in it for a yeah. while. Maybe he can find a, an umbrella-shaped rock. <laughs> <laughs> lava kept pouring out of the red rain lava clouds. Then all of a sudden, the whole world started to shake again. It was like a big space giant walked up to the earth and picked up the whole entire earth and shook it in his hands. But that wasn't true. (laughs) (laughs) But that wasn't true. There was something else making the earth shake. And that something was very dangerous. Too dangerous to handle. (laughs) It makes it sound like it's more dangerous than a space giant. (laughs) Walking on space just up to the earth. Yeah, that's terrible. That is is spooky. But luckily that wasn't true. Joshua is pretty good at the uh, goosebumps end of chapter thing, you know, where you you put a big uh, uh, cliffhanger at the end of every Mm -hmm. chapter. Yeah. But then the chapters are so short, it's like all a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) It's like everything, every sentence, every detail in the book that the plot progresses forward is a cliffhanger. That's good. (laughs) More plot twist. Okay, chapter 9. Then all of a sudden, something from under Freddy started to go up high into the red lava clouds. Then suddenly, the hill stopped. Freddy looked under the hard piece. It wasn't a hill, it was a volcano. And it looked... (laughs) And it looked... (laughs) And it looked as if it was going to erupt in any second. Man, this kid cannot get away from the lava. (laughs) This, to me, he is very lucky, though. He's... He's, I, I don't know. It well, is the lava clouds not affecting him? This is one thing that I don't think yeah. we've, <laughs> that we've figured out yet. He's unaffected. He's like, it is raining lava, but this is does not affect me. <laughs> but you know, now this volcano is rising to get him out of this lo- the great lava lake. But unfortunately, it is going to erupt any second. It's scary. Yeah, he was a a mile from salvation, but now he's screwed. It's like that old, uh, like a. It's like an old tale about, like, you can never truly tell what is good or bad because, the, you know, like, your son uh, rides on a horse and he breaks his leg and it's bad, but then the army comes to, like, take people uh, for war, but your son can't go because he's got a broken arm. So it's like, was it good? Was it bad? It's, it's one of those old things. So this, uh, to me, that's how I feel what uh, Joshua's getting at here. <laughs> so you're saying it might be good or bad if the world suddenly interned suddenly turn into <laughs> no, a no, giant no, 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 no. lake don't of uh, motion lava don't start that you know i don't think that you know i don't think that <laughs> well, 
What I'm saying is if you are on a lake of lava, the volcano coming out and like rising you up isn't so bad at the moment. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm getting away from that lava. Sure, okay. this thing's going to shoot lava, but for right now, it's not. And the okay. rain lava does yeah. not affect me. <laughs> to get the bright side of things. Exactly. Thank you. Freddy sat there in horror on a piece of hard lava. Then suddenly, the whole volcano shot lava into the air, and a piece of hard lava curved up into the air and out into outer space. <laughs> Freddy was so close enough to the earth to breathe. Then suddenly, the earth started to shake again, and Freddy could see that the whole planet was shaking. But then a hole cut into the south part of Bridges of Lake. <laughs> You having finished this? But then the hole cut into the south part of Brazil, the shape of an angry mouth. <laughs> then two round holes cut down the northeast and na- a northwest part of the United States, the shape of eyes. Then suddenly the earth started to blink. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not on Venus. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah. the lava lake just came, like, it was like from Venus? Venus? No, it was like... They said they, the people, the local people call it that, but nobody knows if that's what it... They made a lot of comparisons to Venus. <laughs> they said a lot of stuff about Venus. Alex, I understand how you got there. <laughs> there was a lot of things that did lead you to believe that, but yeah, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I guess we're on the Earth. And he does say the Earth a lot, so I mean, I don't yeah. know. He's good at geography, at least. He was able to recognize <laughs> Brazil from space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he's. I like that he's in space, but it's uh, like he's he's like he's still close enough to the Earth to breathe. So, who knows? But yeah, uh. the Earth kept blinking with the two eye holes in the United States. Then it roared very loudly at Freddy with its big mouth-shaped hole on South Brazil. Then suddenly, the Earth started to suck Freddy in. Okay. Yeah, it's really good that that's a separate chapter and not yeah. just part of ten. <laughs> it was really different from the last one. <laughs> I do. I have a bone to pick because I watch a lot of uh, footage of NASA, like the International Space Station, and it's flying around, and that's far away from Earth that they can't breathe, you know. So, uh, but when you see the footage that they're taking, they look like they're pretty close to the Earth. I think in order to get far enough away that you would see the south of Brazil and the north and eastern parts of the United States, you would have to be at like, you know, halfway to the moon, honestly. So it just, this is where the whole thing kind of breaks down. (laughs) That's really good, Kevin. You, you, I can't believe you spotted, you spotted this scientific error in this story. I can't believe they didn't fact check that. It's just look it up, you know? I mean, I don't know when he wrote this, but maybe maybe the scientific consensus was different back then, but nah, things have changed. <sighs> Freddy kept getting closer to the earth. Then suddenly, Freddy fell in the earth's mouth, but then landed right on a rock, right in the middle of a pool of motion lava. <laughs> Freddy was trapped forever on the rock, on that rock in the middle of the pit of motion lava. <laughs> and that rock that Freddy's on is starting to sink. <laughs> the longest sentence of this entire, uh, entire story. Yeah. It's like a game of fortunately, unfortunately. Like, Yeah. Yeah. He, he keeps landing on these rocks. I think these rocks are looking out for him. There's some sort of rock god that's like placing the stick rock next to him and, yeah. you know, helping him with these rocks always there in the pool of lava. Mm-hmm. I think we'll find that later. Some sort of rock. God. Uh, let's see. Chapter 13. Freddy stood there in horror as the rock kept sinking. But then out of nowhere, a rope came down. Freddy looked up to see where the rope came from. Sarah! Freddy cried. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, grab the rope, Sarah replied. So Freddy grabbed hold of the rope and Sarah pulled him up. Then when Freddy got to the top of the motion lava pit, he let go of the rope and grab held to the ground. Then when Freddy put his foot on the side of the ground, the rope broke and he slipped and fell back into the pit. But this time there's no rock for Freddy to land no, on. The rock. <laughs> this time <laughs> This time Freddy is going to land in a pit of motion lava. 
Oh, Wait, so he just bad. said that he let go of the rope. Why would the rope breaking make him fall? I think they're, they're <laughs> unrelated. <laughs> no. He let go of the rope, and then the rope just happened to break, and then the, he also slipped and fell back into the pit. The God. rope broke, which was so strange to him because there was no tension on it, so it kind of freaked him out, <laughs> and he slipped and fell. Yeah. Uh, I also have a question. It mm-hmm. says, Freddy looked up to see where the rope came from. Where did the rope come from? Yeah. Sarah was there. Uh-huh. Where's she? That's a good question. We She's, don't know about that we, yet. We should read on and explain yeah. it. Okay. Before Freddy could get far enough down, Sarah grabbed Freddy's hand and started to pull him up again. Then when Freddy got to the top, he said to Sarah, Sarah, what are you doing here? <laughs> good. Hmm. good. No, that's an answer. <laughs> good chapter. Maybe next one? <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll keep going. Okay. Uh, I've come to rescue you from the earth, said Sarah. I could see you through my crystal ball of the future, the trouble that, the trouble you were going to be in. But how did you get here, asked Freddy. I teleported here in my crystal ball of the future. <laughs> <laughs> then Sarah said... <laughs> then Sarah said, when you see something... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you see something on my crystal ball of the future, if you want to go there, you just need to say, teleport me there. Then you will be there, and the crystal ball will come with you. Then, go back home if you just need to turn. <laughs> I need to start this again. I need to start okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <clears throat> okay. Then Sarah said, you see something on my crystal ball of the future <laughs> if you want to go there you just need to say teleport me there then you will be there and the crystal ball will come with you then to go back home you just need to turn the knob on the bottom to home and in one second you will teleport back from where you teleported there <laughs> yeah in one second you will teleport back from where you teleported there okay yeah um, then Freddy said to Sarah If you can teleport home Then can you teleport me home Oh that's the one thing I can't do Wait <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> Is it like to, Because they can't go to his house Because they live in the same house <laughs> Oh man Oh man this is, I feel like the, the crystal ball of the future is, I think Joshua was thinking that this is something he's going to be in toy stores. <laughs> so he, really, he really tries to like set up the whole dynamics of how it works with the little knob for the kids to turn, <laughs> click on home. and Yeah. Wow. Well, this is what I like in sci-fi is when you, you, uh, you know, you introduce a new thing. Like, you know, in, in our world, we don't have crystal balls of the future. <laughs> But he, he lays out the rules for them and then follows the rules. And, uh, you know, that makes them seem more real to us and we can understand them. So uh, I, I appreciate the, 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 the crystal ball of the future. I think it's a, a good device. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, I guess. It's like... too bad that I can't save Freddy, <laughs> though. <laughs> can, like, why can't he use it? I guess you can't send it back. I don't know. One person at a time. I don't know how they're going to get out of this. <laughs> Chapter 16. What? Said Freddy. <laughs> Freddy couldn't believe it. Then Sarah said, I have something that we can slide, though. Really? Said Freddy. Then Sarah said, Yeah, that's right. And if we keep sliding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And if we keep sliding through different Earths. We will suddenly get to our own Earth where we live. Maybe. <laughs> so wait, so it's like an alternate dimension where the Earth is like sentient? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So- in the in the field that Sarah teleported to this morning, there's like all these different gadgets for her. <laughs> <laughs> there's like uh- a cue from a... <laughs> James Bond, like, uh, lining her up and telling her how to use each of them. 
<laughs> I'm surprised she even left, like her where she was at. <laughs> she just wanted to use the things, I guess, like get them in the field. <laughs> Man, I have something that we can slide though. That was good. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? She just pulled out a slide. Yeah, I guess so. Well, we'll, well find out. Yeah, keep reading. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, very well described in this next chapter. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Chapter 17. So Sarah stuck her hands in her pocket so she can get out the slider thing, <laughs> but she didn't feel anything. Then Sarah said to Freddy, oh, no, I must have forgotten the slider thing back at home. Sarah. Sarah. Oh, man. Just <sighs> classic Sarah. Yep, that's Sarah right. for you. So Sarah went back home to get her slider thing, leaving Freddy behind in his own world. It's not going to go good. Suddenly, <laughs> Freddy got sucked into the sky. <laughs> the lava rain clouds are eating Freddy, and there's no way that Freddy can escape. Oh. What? Okay. Okay. Uh, 19. Freddy kept getting sucked up into the lava rain clouds until he could see some stars from space. Then suddenly, the lava clouds went real fast and dropped Freddy. Oh no, Freddy <laughs> is falling from a hundred wow. million feet up in the air. <laughs> Today just might be Freddy's lucky day. (laughs) (laughs) This was a dream of Freddy's. Joshua. (laughs) Joshua has kind of a sick sense of humor. That's not lucky. I just want you to know that that's almost 19,000 miles in the air. Oh, wow. Did you just do that in your head, Alex? Uh, No, I went to Google. But he's to Mars and back almost. Not Mars, uh, Moon. Oh wow! Oh. So he was really up there. It's surprising, surprising he could breathe. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's just... crazy. Maybe he meant to say "sucky day" or something. I don't know. Uh, well, he, I mean, he's not in the lava clouds anymore. That could be lucky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they were about to eat him. Um, maybe it's maybe it's lucky because he's going to. Like die quickly and not have this torturous, drawn-out death. <laughs> terminal velocity. <laughs> Just, but yeah, a lot of times you pass out. Uh, you know, if you don't have the right gear on. Chapter twenty. Freddy kept falling and falling until he landed on a mattress in a jail cell. <laughs> Freddy went over to the door of the jail cell to see if in was unlocked, but it wasn't. So Freddy tried to squeeze through the bars, but the bars were too close together. Then suddenly, the bars on the cage door got littler, and little bars went across the middle of the jail door. Now Freddy could hardly see outside the jail cell. Freddy was trapped in jail forever. Um, I, I do have an idea for Freddy. It kind of seems like there is no roof or ceiling of the jail cell, since he was <laughs> able to fall directly into it. So yeah. maybe he could just, like, climb over. That's true. That's a big flaw. Also, his first response is not to go like, what is going on? It's just like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I should try to get out of here. He's a man of action, and he knows time is not on his side, so he's just going to go straight to it. He's not going to worry about, you know, how I'm in jail. But now now it seems like he has time to think of it. But we have heard this forever thing before, and uh, <laughs> it's not always as it seems. Let's see, chapter 21. Then suddenly the jail door popped open. See. So Freddy walked out. Then suddenly <laughs> Freddy saw another jail cell door. So Freddy tried to open it, but it didn't budge. Then suddenly another door appeared in the wall and someone stepped out. Now Freddy knows that he is no longer alone. Uh. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's. I think he's in the... Um... Uh, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus or something like that. That's what that's the world that this guy's in now. Yeah. I think it's against the Geneva Convention to uh, put someone in a jail cell that's inside an, a larger jail cell and just mm-hmm. keep putting, you know, locked lock doors to... Uh, that, that's, a, that's a form of torture, I think. Yeah, I'm sure some prisoners of war, um, you know, were complaining about that. Just the jail cells being too... Like a Russian nesting doll situation. Too much like that. 
if you escape from jail once, you should be allowed to be free. You that's shouldn't true. have to escape again. I think that's, that's right. Yeah, that's fair. I can't wait to hear more about this new person, this new character we had, though. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll read to find them out. Hi, I'm Eddie Alina, said the person coming through the doors. What are you doing here, Freddy? said Eddie Alina. I'm trying to escape, said Freddy. I got sucked into a wall of rain cloud, and I'm trapped here, said Freddy. Then Freddy said, can you help me escape and take me back to my own world? Never, stormed Eddie Alina. Then Eddie Alina turned into a wicked witch. Eddie Alina is really evil. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, no. Now, is he saying Eddie Alina is really evil? Like, or as if... We were uh, the reader. He he expected the reader was thinking that Eddie Alina was good, and now this is him saying she's actually evil. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's what you said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My question is: is is Alina his last name? <laughs> uh, I think Eddie Alina is just one name, but it. No, I guess it's not right because it is three different different words. Yeah, Eddie, uh, Lena. It's a yeah. space name or something, dimensional yeah. name. But okay. it said it every time, so I knew I had to. Yeah, he's it. never just called Eddie. I gotta say, before this, you know, things were very tense, um, but I wouldn't necessarily call them spooky. But now mm-hmm. we got a, an evil, wicked witch in the story, and things got really, really spooky to me. Yeah. Okay, well, just wait. Just wait okay. for what I'm about to say. Chapter 23. Then suddenly a big flame shot out of Freddy's eye and was gaining on Eddie Alina. The flame was made of white fire. Then in one minute, the flame caught Eddie Alina. In seconds, the flame burned up Eddie Alina. <laughs> How did he... Freddy. Gain this... Freddy. He just murdered somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this seems like, you know, history is told by the victors, so... <laughs> yeah. You know, there was this person's like, I caught you, you were falling out of the thing. He's like, I'm just keeping you in this, like, room for a second while I figure out who you are. Um, And he's like, oh, yeah, no, she was a wicked witch, and she said never, and after I burned her with my, eye, my fire eye. Yeah. I think Freddy did a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> Also, how do you know that in exactly one minute, Flynn caught her? Like, how big was this room that it took one minute for this that's fire? The, that's yeah, the that's power of descriptive writing. That <laughs> is this author's genius. It's like, he doesn't just say, like, oh, a little bit of time later. He says, in one minute, the flame caught Eddie Alina. And then in seconds, the <laughs> flame burned up Eddie Alina. Yeah, well, okay, so what is happening in, in this situation? Eddie Alina, Freddie... I guess Eddie Alina started, must have been running away because it said the eye was gaining on Eddie Alina. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Freddy's flame eye. And then in one minute it caught her. So this was like a race. This is like a very tense race. Just, he wrote it in one short sentence, but it was, you know, if you could imagine this How crazy. How big is this room that she was able to run for an entire minute before it caught her? Or was she like doing circles around the room while it kind of just slowly caught up? Maybe she was just standing completely still. It's just a very slow fireball. (laughs) I think also Miranda may may be right. It doesn't say Freddy intentionally shot a fireball out of his eye. It just says Mm -hmm. a big flame shot out of Freddy's eye. So he might not have been doing it on purpose. That's true. All right. Chapter 24. Then suddenly Sarah teleported from her world back to Freddy's world in her magic crystal ball. I've got the slider thing, Sarah said to Freddy. And my magic crystal ball said it got mail for you. Then the crystal ball then the crystal ball printed out the mail so you can read it, said Sarah. So Sarah gave Freddy the mail and Freddy read Dear Freddy, to win the Venus Earth and never see it again, destroy Eddie Alina. And the planet you are on right now is the Venus Earth planet. So now go destroy Eddie Alina so you can get off Venus Earth. Signed crystal computer <laughs> so we were right in both sentences both venus and earth yeah oh that's true that's a good point wow 
I like that it says to win the Venus Earth, and you're kind of thinking, like, what the heck is the Venus Earth? And then it tells you the planet you are on right now is the Venus Earth planet. It's funny, because they don't even spell right correctly. It's like a rite of passage, but it's it's right in the context of the... The, com- the computer didn't have time to... This message is urgent. Age. Dear Freddy... <laughs> <laughs> Dear Freddy. <laughs> I like that it ends with signed crystal computer. Like this person, like Joshua looked up, what is a letter like? Like what is the email? <laughs> okay, normally starts with dear Fred person, signed. <laughs> Who wrote it? Crystal computer. <laughs> I didn't know it was a computer. I didn't know the crystal ball was a computer. No, that was a shocking revelation. <laughs> oh, are, oh yeah, I guess the... Well, the crystal ball got mail, and it printed it, but the uh, mail came from crystal crystal computer. <laughs> it may not be the same thing. I think That's the crystal true. computer is like a centralized hub that mm. kind of relays messages to all the crystal balls. <laughs> yeah, that seems right to me. Uh, chapter 25. Then Freddy said to Sarah, I've already burned up Eddie Alina. I know, said Sarah. Remember when that light... Remember when that white flame that shot out of your eye and burned up Eddie Helena? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said Freddy. Then, <laughs> then Sarah said, Well, I made that happen with my crystal ball so you could defeat Eddie Helena and go back home. So Sarah put the slider thing on the brick floor of the dungeon and turned it on. So Freddy didn't kill Sarah and yeah. didn't kill Eddie Helena. Sarah's just a cold blooded murderer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like a drone striker. She was, <laughs> she's she's Freddy as a drone. She didn't really get her wish of not having to deal with spooky things anymore. Yeah. Well, well she, nobody she went to a world where there's nothing the, spooky. Yeah. Yeah, that's why she uses the drone. <laughs> <laughs> she has to. In this world, there's spooky things, but in her world, that she got her wish with it, uh, there's no spooky things. She got the slider thing. That was cool. <laughs> um, the slider thing opened the magic screen. and the, the circles appeared. You had to jump into the circles and go home through the slider thing. So Freddy and Sarah both jumped into the circles and slid, for, uh, slid through. Wait. Um, so a screen appeared and they can jump through these now circles that are on the screen? Yeah, I guess so. I think... I think Freddy... Or I think uh, Joshua... I mean, the the slider thing is based on the TV show Sliders, oh, uh, what's which that? did open. Well, it was a TV show that was uh, popular, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, a long time ago. Um, and people would go from dimension to dimension uh, through a computer wormhole that they would open up. Uh, there was, you know, a big circle that people mm. would jump through <laughs> okay. to go to other worlds. Yeah, it seems to have some similarities. So they stole all that from <laughs> Joshua. Yeah. I just want to bring up real quick that um, Sarah admits to reading Freddy's mail. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is really fucked up. That's right. a federal offense. Well, it, it is. got sent to her. Um, yeah. But once you open it up and it says, Dear Freddy, you just close it right up, you know? To me. That's what I would do. Well, also, it told her that it was for Freddy. That's true. My mm-hmm. magic ball said I got mail for you. It said it got you. mail for you. Yeah, it's like if you got mail and it went to your house and it had my name on it, you know, you would. Uh, it would be weird if you opened it, in my opinion. Oh, I've looked ahead a little bit, and chapter 20, 27 and 28 are so good. Yeah, don't, don't ruin it. <laughs> um, it's my turn for 27. Yeah. Uh,. We should probably discuss them together, right? We should. I should go, and then Kevin should <laughs> yeah, go right after. Yeah, good. you go, and then Kevin directly okay. after. Okay, chapter 27. Freddy and Sarah both slid through the slider thing. Then when Freddy and Sarah slid out of the slider thing, they <laughs> weren't home. They were on Winter Earth! <laughs> now read uh, chapter 28. Freddy and Sarah both slid through the slider thing. <laughs> then when Freddy and Sarah slid out the slider thing, they weren't home. They were on Winter Earth! <laughs> 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 Oh, geez. So they jumped through the slider thing twice. Yeah. And, but I keep taking them back to Winter Earth. That sucks. I was afraid that would happen. <laughs> uh, here we go. Chapter 29. When Freddy and Sarah arrived at Winter Earth, they had jackets on. 
and right now it is 30 degrees below zero. Freddy and Jarek, or Freddy and Jarek, Freddy and Sarah were <laughs> lost on Winter Earth forever. I'm pretty sure at 30 degrees below zero. Now is it Fahrenheit or Celsius? Mm, can't tell. They are pretty close at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're on Winter Earth, so I don't know. All right, last chapter. Actually, Freddy and Sarah could go anywhere in their spot, I think, except regular <laughs> So Sarah's magic crystal ball couldn't teleport them the back because they're too far from Sarah's Earth for the crystal ball to reach them. So next time, Freddy and Sarah could be more careful what they wish for. Just make them true. If you make the wrong wish, the Earth might get dangerous. So for now, Freddy and Sarah are now called Sliders. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Wow. Amazing. A a truly spine-tingling work. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like if you wrote, like, a ghost story, and at the end you're like, and now they're the Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This there's a page there's like a view counter on this page and it's at 750 which means more people have read this kid's goosebumps story than have read like anything i've ever written <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm at 751 so it's like yeah man damn so they're that's crazy what happened to them that's crazy that that was what they wished for <laughs> yeah yeah I remember at the beginning there was like it's subtext, but you can tell they're both like we want wish we're sliders. <laughs> <laughs> what if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds, where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? Well, instead, let's think about uh, this next uh, dangerous midnight mystery. Ooh. Beware of the Evil Future Machine by Joshua Kramer. And this is going to be the last one that we can read because we've read all of the other ones. Uh, and But uh, the thing is, I think uh, Joshua was, was uh, experimenting with other hosts. Like, all, there's four other stories that we can't read because it, it redirects to a... Uh, another host that isn't isn't active anymore yep so i guess those ones are just lost to time joshua if you have them uh if you've got attack of the evil aliens the creature in the black lagoon 2 the end of the world or don't breathe yeah the second one he did don't breathe yep don't breathe wow if you have any of those please mail email them to me podcast for wonderful gmail.com i wonder if he got paid off that the movie they made (laughs) <laughs> crazy yeah i don't know also every other story is the chapters are like in regular one two three this is in roman numerals oh wow yeah ah, future machine is kind of like i like it has yeah. me thinking about time you know like different periods of time with these roman numerals oh interesting <laughs> and uh alex read the the last chapter so Miranda you're back again I think oh okay uh beware comma of the evil future machine by Joshua Kramer chapter one one evening Dr. McCoy was working on a machine that calls the future the machine's name is powerful it was 11 o'clock and Dr. McCoy was finished making the machine Dr. McCoy went to bed at midnight the machine started up all by itself I called another machine in the future a very evil, powerful future machine. Come to me, powerful said. At 12.05, the evil future machine was here. Here in the present. Wow. Wow. Just so... Dr. McCoy... Let's look at our character. Dr. McCoy... Our characters are Dr. McCoy, powerful, and 
future power, evil, very evil, powerful future machine. Yes. Uh, the time is 11, but now it's 12.05. Um, Here in the present. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead with chapter two. The evil future machine had buttons all over. Powerful, the evil machine said. You may call me Electro. Then Powerful said, It's invading time. Take over the city. Then take over the county. Then take over the state. (laughs) Then take over the country. Then take over the continent. Then take over the world. Then take over the solar system. (laughs) Then take over the universe. Oh my god, this is the most evil plan I've ever heard. It sounds like somebody trying to get the word count on their essay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, start. It's beautiful though. It starts with a grassroots movement, uh, just going with the, with the city, then hopefully getting the whole county involved and uh, then state. It's uh, it's definitely you know they're not shooting for just take over the world right away, which is very smart in my opinion. So this makes them even more dangerous. <laughs> uh, chapter three. The evil future machines started to go out the door, but then Dr. McCoy walked in. What's going on in here? Dr. McCoy asked. Who are you? Greetings, McCoy, Electro said. I'm the evil future machine. Okay. Um, I would keep that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, it's like, he has a, he has a name. It's Electro. Yeah. 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 Like, you don't have to tell people you're evil. Like, it's... <laughs> Probably in your best interest not to. Yeah. Uh, unless he's point. just, he's so proud of it. So yeah, proud true. of it. All right. You're the what? Dr. McCoy asked. I'm the evil future machine, Electro repeated. You may call me Electro. Now get out of my way so we can invade the Earth. I'm invading the Earth now because you don't have the weapons you do in the future, so get out of my way. No, Dr. McCoy said. Then, Electro said, there's only one thing left for me to do. Electro aimed a laser gun at Dr. McCoy. Um, Why is no, gun capitalized? No. Um, he respects the Second Amendment. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, I think Dr. McCoy's gonna die in the next chapter. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he would have to. Well, let's see. Okay, chapter five. Okay, Dr. McCoy said, you can take over. Dr. McCoy let Electro by. But then all of a sudden, Dr. McCoy picked up his robot melting gun, aimed it at Electro, and pulled the trigger. (laughs) (laughs) He knew this would happen. He knew he was making robots. He had to make a gun specifically meant for destroying robots. That is smart. Yeah, that is smart, yeah. It's very Batman and Robin, like old school, like shark spray (laughs) and that stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm not not good at Roman numerals, but I think this is number six, uh, chapter six. Electro turned around and said, Sorry, McCoy, you can't melt me. I'm way too evil, and you made me too thick to melt. (laughs) Sorry. What do you mean I made you too thick? Dr. McCoy asked. Electro answered, You made me by accident in the future, 10,000 years from now. Wow. What? It's crazy. How did he get there? 10,000 years? People don't live that long. Mm. Is Dr. McCoy a robot? I guess if I was going to make a robot, I would definitely make it extra thick. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> you know, the thing, what I'm into. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. You can't help me. I'm way too evil. <laughs> and too thick. What do you mean I made you too thick? I like like how Kevin read that. (laughs) I made you just the right amount of thick. I mean, come on. (laughs) Chapter 7. Dr. McCoy just remembered that in 1900, he took some magic seeds. Good. That are called <laughs> Live Forever Seeds. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, 
I I'm surprised he was able to forget that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Electro and ran out. Uh, let me just finish this cap real quick. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Electro ran outside and started blowing up buildings. Dr. McCoy is the smartest person in the world. He can think of something. But then all of a sudden it started raining. Ah! Electro screamed <laughs> as the rain melted him down in the blacktop on the road. Yes! Dr. McCoy said. He's gone forever. Huh? Oh, well, that was a that's a quick end. Yeah, I want to point out the fact that this got last edited what 1998 or what did you say? So it's um, safe to assume that this was made around that time period. So this guy was around for like 98 years, and he <laughs> somehow didn't notice that he was in fact immortal. Yeah. Yeah, and unless he took yeah. them in a baby, he's well over a hundred. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was a baby, and maybe that's why he forgot. That's true. Uh, mm. That makes sense. His parents should have told How do you him. Know? Yeah. We, yeah. We gave you the forever seeds. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, this is a good lesson right. for people. Like, you can be too thick for a laser beam, but nobody escapes the rain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. How did he? All right. I guess because he's a computer, like the rain fried his circuits or something. Uh, yeah. Could be that lava rain. Throw oh, back. true. <laughs> all right. Then all of a sudden, when it stopped raining, Electro came back out of the blacktop. Oh, no, M Dr. McCoy said. He's alive again. <laughs> so he, like, melted and then got back? Yeah. Yeah, I think I guess so. It's like the liquid metal Terminator. Or, or Alex Mack. Yeah. Oh, true. yeah. Okay, uh, chapter nine. Electro started blowing up buildings again. He started turning towards Dr. McCoy's lab. Dr. McCoy got all his stuff packed in suitcases. He <laughs> ran out the back door into his truck and took off real fast. He was going about 50 miles per hour. Dr. McCoy got onto the toll road. <laughs> <laughs> Electro turned around. How dare you, he shouted. <laughs> <laughs> Electro didn't have any money for the toll. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't support where that money's going to. He's seen it. Like, you know, these tolls do nothing for the roads. They're still potholes. He's like, why support it? Uh, 50 miles per hour fucking whipping down the road. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, it doesn't say he got into a car. No, it did. He got into he his truck. Got into his truck. Oh, okay, okay. First he, first he packed his suitcases. <laughs> Like, as soon as Electro walked outside, he turned around, you know, I think earlier it was like, it said something that Dr. McCoy always has a plan, and his plan was to just pack his shit and flee, get the hell out of there. <laughs> okay, uh, chapter 10. Dr. McCoy jumped and turned around. Electro wasn't talking to Dr. McCoy. He was talking to a person flying in the air. It couldn't be Super Count, because Super Count's only out at night. <laughs> but then the person came closer. It was Super Double X, coming into town to help destroy it with Electro. Oh, man. Is, is Super Count a, a character from previous stories? Maybe he's someone who was popular in 1998. <laughs> now, look, I'm a bit of a monster expert, and Super Count is a... Dracula. He only comes out at night, and I can tell this just from his name being Count, and he only comes out at night. So, that's my theory. Yeah, I mean, I got that, Kevin. <laughs> I thought it might be a character from Escape from Vampire Town be before midnight. Uh, another story, but no, that I, I searched for Super Count, and it's not in there. What about this is just a throwaway world-building character. <laughs> yeah. Who's Super XX? Well, hopefully we're about to find out. Man, how dare you? I don't get it. Why was he saying that to? Why was he saying that to Super XX? Yeah, yeah Super XX is coming to help him. Why does he say how dare you? I guess Electro just wants all the glory for himself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, chapter eleven. Doctor McCoy quickly drove his car f faster to his house. He took some super, super, super robot-killing potion, jumped back into his car, and drove back downtown. He stopped when he reached Electro, but Electro wasn't his size. He was huge. This huge is Godzilla! I don't 
what happened to Super XX? <laughs> uh, yeah, he He's... had two plans to help him if his robot went bad. Robot melting ray and a super, super, super robot killing potion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he kept his super, super robot killing potion at his house and yeah. not at his lab. <laughs> Just in case, if one of the robots got the potion, uh, then they would be able to kill uh, any other dangerous robots. So that's. Uh, well, I think it's also it's like how you don't it, it, if you're married and have kids, then you'll never travel on the same plane in case your plane goes down. Mm-hmm, right. That's true. So yeah. so you want to keep your two robot killing devices in different places, and in, in mm-hmm. case something bad happens to one of the places. Very smart. Mm. Which Godzilla, too? That was just a question I had. <laughs> right, I'm gonna read the next one. Dr. McCoy knew he had to go back home and get more potion. So <laughs> Dr. McCoy rushed home again and got more poison. Po- potion. By the time he got back, Mosadantan was ruined. Dr. McCoy found Electro, got all ready to destroy him. It took so long to describe him going to the home the first time, and then it just <laughs> he gets her so quickly this time. Well, he didn't realize how big Electro was going to be, so he he got enough to destroy Electro, but not enough to destroy like a, a huge Godzilla-sized Electro because he well, wants I mean, to save some. He got uh, to his house really slow last time, but now it was very quick. Yeah, well, uh, Joshua explains that by the time he got back, most of downtown was ruined, so... I mean, who knows how long it was, really. Yeah, that's true. Could be a 30-minute drive in and out of town or something like that. And he's only going 50 miles an hour, so... And he's got to get on the tollway. Yeah. (laughs) They're still demanding tolls, and he's destroying all of the... That's that's Big Brother for you. Dr. McCoy started spraying the potion at Electro. Stop it! Stop it! Electro screamed. I can't take it anymore! So, wait, I thought he drank the potion. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that I, thought what I thought too. But I guess no. he sprays He sprays the, the potion. Robot when he it. says he took some potion, he means he just took it from his house. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Joshua, that's a lesson for you there. Um, <laughs> chapter, what are we at, 14? Mm-hmm. Dr. McCoy kept squirting Electro until he sunk into the tar on the road. I did it, Dr. McCoy shouted. I did it. Yeah, I don't know how much I trust this, <laughs> considering what's happened before of, in the past. Yeah, he got out of the blacktop really easily. And then we still have Super XX to deal with, so... And powerful. <laughs> yep, powerful as well, that's true. Uh, chapter 15. Dr. McCoy jumped back into his car and drove back to his laboratory, laboratory trying to find Powerful. But Powerful wasn't anywhere. In fact, he was out of town. Out of town causing trouble. Oh no. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did Powerful like call this dude knowing he'd be evil and then kind of like just giddily accept it? I mean, well, cause, because cause Powerful he's is evil. also evil. Yeah. yeah. Why did he make an evil machine? Well, the, on, yeah, that's like, a better on question. Purpose. <laughs> Dr. McCoy took his robot finder and jumped back into his truck. Dr. McCoy drove out of town and 60 miles further. It took an entire hour, and there was powerful in another town robbing people. <laughs> you just oh. embellished that. You just added it took him. It took him an entire hour. <laughs> yeah. it, it's he's driving 50 miles an hour, so it took him like an hour and 10 minutes actually. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Plus the time to get out of town into that toll booth. That's yeah. true. Yeah, the tolls we keep forgetting about. <laughs> um. Last chapter, he had a car. Now he has a truck. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a truck at one point. Then he had a car. Now he's back to the truck. Or wait, no. Maybe the truck yeah, he only takes truck out of town. Yeah, it was truck first, then a car, and then now a truck again. Okay. Um, Randy, you want to read the next one? Oh, sorry. Um, yes. I, I, I really want to read it. Okay. okay. And it's 17. chapter 17. 17. Thank you. Uh, stop, stop, Dr. McCoy shouted. Powerful started running away. But Dr. McCoy aimed his robot killer gun at Powerful and pulled the trigger. Oof. Is that the same as the robot melting 
gun? Uh, obviously, it's not my killer gun now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's maybe an, a new gun. He's, He's got all fly. kinds of tricks up his. Why up didn't he use there? the robot killer gun in the first place with Electro? I, I think so he understood that that he was too thick, and that he, that wasn't even going to work. He's going to get to the thickness. Um. So I'll just keep going because this is another cliffhanger. Uh, chapter eighteen. Kaboom! The gun shot. Powerful. Sorry. Powerful began to sink into the tar on the road. Yes, Dr. McCoy shouted. I did it! <laughs> He's always so ready to <laughs> celebrate. He's so proud of himself. I like how it was. It says, kaboom, the gunshot, like as if like it was saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dialogue. <laughs> I like how the gun is like a cannon or something. Mm-hmm. The tar. Sky uh, <laughs> robots always sink into the tar. <laughs> uh, chapter 19. Dr. McCoy jumped back into his truck and drove back to his house. Dr. McCoy got out of his car. But then a big beam of what looked kind of like a monster blood rainbow shined across the sky. So he has a truck monster and a Monster blood on this one. rainbow. Yeah, how does he know what monster blood rainbow looks like? <laughs> He's the smartest person in the world. No, that's true. Person that's a really good point. This next chapter, I think, is the also, longest uh, <laughs> one. Also, he has a car and then the, and he has a truck and then a car. So he has both in this chapter. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Somewhere in there, he switched. So do we think this is Super XX? Oh, I think so. I think Maybe. Super XX in Chapter XX that would be very cool. Uh, that would be very okay. Cool. Okay, I'll go ahead. The beam of light kept flying through the sky, but then turned and aimed straight at Doctor McCoy. And that's it. It's the whole chapter. Okay. Kind of, <laughs> kind of missed an opportunity to reveal Super XX in Chapter XX. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see what happens in Chapter Twenty One. Dr. McCoy moved out of the way and it landed on the ground, but then it changed into a time machine. Mm. The doors opened and two men stepped out. They were wearing black. Greetings, the men said in robot oop. Greetings, the men said in robot voices. We are from the future time that Electro is from. And there stood Electro right next to the men, all good as new and ready to take over. Electro opened his eyes, turned himself on, and laughed. Ha 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 <laughs> ha 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 ha. And that kind of yeah. just echoes off into eternity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think that after going through this ordeal, um, he would know for his future self to not make Electro. Yeah, that's true. To go out of his way to true. not make Electro. Well, hopefully they kill him before uh, he gets the chance to not make Electro. <laughs> well, then if you kill him before he has a chance to not make Electro, then Electro will never been made. I don't know why you're trying to trying to break <laughs> down me and Joshua's uh, what we our our whole thing here. This is it clearly makes sense. Um, Out of everything, this is the worst um, uh, break in. I can't think of the word. In reality, uh, yeah, it's not it's not grounded at all. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I thought it was weird that the men are talking in robot voices. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're doing some kind of long con. They're doing a inside. They're maybe the last two humans left, and they're doing some sort of, uh, you know, sn- they're they're sneaking in. They're infiltrating the robots. Plus, didn't it say that uh, Electro said that he couldn't invade his own time because he had weapons that could defeat him and so he came here when they didn't have weapons but he in fact did have weapons that could defeat him oh I don't remember that at all uh, they underestimated Dr. McCoy and his yeah. beans were they <laughs> what were they that he ate super 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 potion robot killing potion no didn't this guy eat some beans so he lives forever oh yeah the seeds <laughs> that's forever cool seeds that was cool. <laughs> Lots of magic and science in this one. I liked it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm invading the Earth now because you don't have the weapons you you do in the future. 
So get out of my way. Yeah. Yep. How Good did... call. Yeah, yeah. What happened to Super X or Super XX? Yeah. Because That's... he just didn't care about uh, defeating him. Yeah. Dr. McCoy <laughs> wanted to stop Electro and Powerful because those were his fault. Like, Super XX, if he wants to destroy the city... That's that's on him. That's not like uh, that's not Doctor McCoy's concern. As, as far yeah. as Doctor McCoy, uh, yeah, his concern is Super XX is is Super Count's problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. his villain, you know. Now the the Monster Blood Rainbow, where where was that from? Monster Blood. That oh, was no. the time machine. It, yeah, it was the time machine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so, this one was even more spine tingling to me this was very scary yeah for sure Dr. Oh, McCoy it's scary because it's so real it's like what if what if computers <laughs> did that to us now yeah, yeah. God what if I forgot about some magic seeds that I took a hundred years ago <laughs> <laughs> What if my robot melting gun was not powerful enough to kill an extra thick robot? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of got some of that, uh, like, her kind of thing, like, where, you know, you make your extra your robot extra thick, and then you can't kill it. Like, maybe it was not that the laser couldn't kill the extra thick robot. It was that, you know, Dr. McCoy couldn't bring himself to do it. <laughs> he couldn't build... A melting gun so powerful that it would destroy something so thick. He couldn't do that. He didn't want to. Yeah. He asked why. This is like, you know, the important question that the mm -hmm. scientists always forget to ask. Oh, no, wait, no, it's should we, I think. Not why. They do ask <laughs> why. <laughs> yep. A lot to think about here. Um,. Wow, thank you so much, Miranda and Kevin, for joining us um, for these dangerous midnight mysteries. You know what, Greggy? No thanks No thanks to you for scaring me like this. <laughs> you could have warned yeah, me Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, definitely cool to, uh, you know, start reading again, you know, and pick up something at my level that kind <laughs> of, you know, I can kind of ease into uh you know, so maybe get me back into this whole reading thing. 